I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right here to the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. Welcome! Welcome! To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is November 20th. Match Week 12 recap with a little bit of international break sizzle mix in there. A lot has happened. We are going to be mixing it all up here in the studio with Chef Patrick. He's more of a sous chef, but he's here, he's here regardless. Yep. Yeah, I'll let you do the mix, and I'll just prep for you. Okay. I won't you. do that either. No, he does no prepping, to be very clear. I'm here to eat. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, we got some big news to discuss. We got yeah. a new segment to introduce. But uh, first off, we told the fans on Instagram last week we didn't record because we were chasing a big lead. Did we stutter? Did we stutter? The big news dropped today. Paul Pogba got his cast off. Oh, that's huge. Fuck it, cast off. No, Pochettino, the man in North London, has been relieved of his duties. Relieved of his duties. Li- quite literally, that is what Levy said in his, uh, in his very heartfelt uh, press release. That is the biggest euphemism I've heard for the old rusty boot. Yeah. He is sacked. Can't believe it. And I actually want to um, bring back an old and favorite segment called mm-hmm. Ruin Our Credentials mm-hmm. on October 30th. Oh, wow. This is di- I already don't like where this is going. This is a direct quote. Okay. Patrick, Pochettino ain't losing his job. James, yeah, he's built up too much goodwill. Okay. It's less than 20 days ago, James. Did I say that? We both did. <laughs> we were dead wrong. And I'm, I, am, I am shocked that it was a outright sacking. But... Um, mm. I I, yeah, I just I, I agree. I thought he built up too much goodwill that if, if it was going to come to that, it was a and, uh, mutual thing. You know, I think there's more to this story that we don't know yet. Interesting time. The details are still coming out, but uh, that was just the first half of this double-sided coin because as the details were coming out, it was broken almost immediately afterwards that none other than Respect X3, Jose Mourinho, coming right into Phil's place. So Daniel right. Levy was a busy man in the, uh, in the uh, international break. Because there's no way there wasn't a little bit of setting up prior to, to actually getting rid of Pochettino. Yeah. I mean, the timing seemed a little bit odd in terms of... Um, the, I definitely think it was just aligning that next person. Because it was, it was a matter sure of hours. Was it was yeah. a matter of hours. And so um, the stars had already aligned, surely, for Mourinho. Um, because I, I really can't rationalize why do it. A week and a half into the international break, like if you were going to sack him, uh, do it right then and there. Give the new manager, if there's an interim manager, mm-hmm. that long time. But let's be real, um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if Spurs fans like this. Get it is the most prolific manager that they've probably ever had. I don't know all of my Tottenham history, yeah. but this is a big get for them. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to pan out in the long run. They need it to pan out. They got a stadium to pay off. Now they're paying two managers and seemingly have nobody under contract. And you have one of the most give-me-the-money type managers coming into yeah. one it's of the be most incredibly interesting. I'm not giving you any money type owners. So I maybe they'll start off on a volatile wrong foot and then everyone else will just enjoy it. I mean, it's also like, you know, Mourinho likes his types of people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he likes his own players. Um, he will quickly ostracize those who aren't that type of a player. And so maybe there is an element of this um, this Spurs team where they're going to clean house. And let's let's look at this team kind of like as they fit. I'm sure we'll talk about Pochettino a little bit and his legacy, but as they fit into Mourinho's mold, Mourinho is, he likes a team that can play on the break and he likes a team that can defend well. This team fully healthy has that in their locker. And they seem to be also a very disciplined team. So I think that there's, if I'm going to try to rationalize this from a Spurs perspective, mm-hmm. I think there's a case to be made that you Mourinho has a decent amount of tools. If, you know, at the end of the year, Erickson might be out, Lacelso. If you don't want him, you can let him go. Surely, I mean, Outer Wild's out of a contract. So Mm -hmm. you would have a wage bill open up a bit. And I just can't imagine that these two parties came to an agreement without there also being a subsequent agreement about budget. Maybe it was just like, oh, we'll figure it out later. We just want you in right now. I I hope that's what it was. How great would that be? And, I mean, if... If I needed a reason to hate Spurs more, I mean, go ahead. And then someone shows Daniel <laughs> Levy the respect video. He's like, Mourinho? That's this guy? Yeah, no. Uh, I think one of the most pressing concerns that was ultimately the end of Pochettino and what we're saying Mourinho like it's a done deal. I like to think it is. We've been wrong before on Prem de la Prem, a la quote that you just read to me. In a sure. Very, uh, well, I, think it, I thought it was done. I'll, I'll have to confirm that. Okay. I yeah. thought it got He'll check with Ornstein. Yes. Anyway, uh, point being... The biggest issue that faced Pochettino was his players, who were contract rebels, on their way out, not going to resign, effectively stopped playing for the badge. Some, mm. some would go as far as saying that. The replacements they've brought in are not as good as those players. I think that's a fair assessment of what's been going on. They haven't replaced Erickson yet. Uh, no one's as good as Alderweireld. Um Danny Rose in left back, is Ben Davies the guy? Probably not. So, would Mourinho, are you further pushing them out the door, playing a little bit of, like, get out? Or, did yeah. you see any of these people now reconsidering whether they want to stay at Spurs? Um, Erickson does not feel like a Mourinho type of a player. Does not seem like mm-hmm. the type... He seems like he the type that needs to be coddled and build around, and that's not something I think Mourinho. Yeah, will he do. might not be the best order follower. Uh, so I think much that as um, a free painter. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody like um, Sissoko, Lucas, um, maybe even a Harry Winks. I think those people respond very well to Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mourinho, and I mean, I, I I think one of the things that really always does worry me about playing Tottenham is the work rate. The work rate's always there with that team. You know, they might misfire, and Mourinho needs a work rate for his type of style. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I think that what you're going to see is, it's, it's just really odd to have a, a manager of this kind of profile take over mid-season. It's not particularly common for really any manager with no. like this kind of a track record to take over mid-season. Uh, this is really early in the season, so I, I would just yeah. use this as an extended trial if I were Mourinho, um, I'm, but I'm not Mourinho, and I don't think anyone is, so he's going to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And we're, I, I hope it all goes to shit. You know, just it would it would just be so perfect. But as entertainment value for the Premier League, right? And as an as an Arsenal supporter, you've got uh, that little. The eye. last thing I want is my most hated team and my most hated manager building together towards whoa, whoa, success. Whoa, let's get this straight. You hate Mourinho? I love him as like a 
villain. He's the and, pantomime villain. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like the same way I like the Joker, you know? Not the new Joker, the, the old Joker. The one that died. Yeah, rest in peace. He's Ledger. He's. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's my there's my name for the well, episode. there it is. Uh, <laughs> I do, yeah, so back to... Pochettino, the man himself, we'll talk about where we think his whole staff was he goes and what he well. does. Oh yeah, his entire staff. Which right, tells right me this him. is a it's a clean house. Full on Mourinho takeover. Yeah, it's a clean house. You think Mourinho's gonna work with the old the old help? No. No, no, he's not. Legend has he's already thrown out the water bottles. <laughs> this won't do. <laughs> Array. Oh man. Oh, side note, uh, Harry Redknapp, an all around favorite man in the England, uh, in the England hemisphere. Former manager of Spurs and most recently an I'm a celebrity get me out of here winner mm. uh, was quoted as saying they asked if he would go back to the job and he said they're absolutely cuckoo if they think that's an option but I will walk there if I have to if they offer me the job. Wait, Harry Redknapp said that. Harry Redknapp. Yeah, they uh, so they were clearly just like having a laugh. They were like, oh, what would you do if uh, they offered you the job? And he goes, they'd be absolutely stupid to do that, but I will walk there if I have to. So he's waiting for the call. Yeah, I mean, someone's he's getting his reps in on the sidelines. He's shooting his shot. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 looking at uh, he's looking at Steve Bruce and saying, "Why why not me?" Yeah, the man infinitely. You know how they say you're between jobs. He's between firings. That is that is Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got a few guys that yeah. can join him in that. Uh, my 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 favorite dinner would be him. Roy Hodgson, Alan Pardew, just all of us sitting around just sharing war stories. It's like, who, is, who falls asleep last? <laughs> it's just a giant waiting game for those guys. <laughs> They're all nodding off. They get their... pulled into a group interview and they say, hey, just whatever one of you sticks around the longest gets the job. They should do a whodunit style mystery of managers with those people across the table. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe what? we'll do that in the offseason. Mm. Like a risk-esque game. Yeah. We well, might... Each episode will reveal something new. We might need a little more production budget than what Solar.com gives us. Yeah. We'll see. I'll try and stop fucking up the ad reads. Yeah. Anyway, well, Pochettino, well, I want to ask you this. Yeah. When do you think the decision was made? I kind of feel like it's been, it's been coming since the summer. I don't think that they ever became... I don't think they ever settled after what was a bit of a tumultuous transfer window. Mm-hmm. There was a, well, I need this, I need this from a Pochettino. He clearly didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Erickson didn't leave. Who do they really bring in? And mm-hmm. Dombele wasn't playing that well. Like, nothing really worked for them. And I think, what is, it, is it like 12 points on 11 games? Or yeah. 14 points they're, on 12 games? It's like... Their season has not kicked off. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we... we um, you know, we spoke with Mark, obviously, and it wasn't going good then. It's I'm sure he's... Knowing what he thought about Pochettino, I'm sure he's not super thrilled right now. Right. I don't know where he stands on Mourinho. There has to be a Love it's, to it's, find out. it's a from the top rope appointment, but um, yeah, they're 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 not doing well. And I think it's uh, the, it doesn't surprise me that they parted ways. It surprised me that it was an outright sacking, given what Pochettino has done six months ago. He had this his this you know it almost felt like the perfect underdog story. Mm-hmm. To win the Champions League, and you know they ended up going all the way to the Champions League finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I finished yeah. fourth in the Premier League after he, finishing third, and then second. I mean, there he established so much at Tottenham, and I think that I mean, he's certainly their most successful manager in the Premier League era. Yeah, and he was seemingly shepherding them into kind of a new space of expectations and standards. 
I, I gotta feel like there's more to the story behind the scenes that Pochettino mm-hmm. really never kind of got over that summer. That's kind of my instinct. I think that's spot on, and I think we. I want to give us. I want to bring some credit back to us. Bring our credentials back because um, it's just a humbling segment. From what know? I was, we build our credentials fifty nine minutes and long. We build them up to break them down, just like the media. Shoot your shot, Stephen A. Smith story. You live. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a podcaster. Bang, bang. <laughs> no matter what I said, you were going to say bang, bang. It was, it was ready. <laughs> oh, Honestly, I, I don't know what you said. <laughs> uh, recollect. Recollect. Yes. Okay, so this yeah, is a combination of what I've been reading and then what I think we said over the summer round tables. A lot of people say, part of Pochettino, this is this is a bit of an exaggeration, but go along for the theater. A bit of Pochettino died after that Champions League final. Yeah. And he was never the same, the way he acted around the club, the way he acted on the training ground. It, oh, interesting. Yeah, so this is like what the insiders have been saying, like his entire demeanor kind of changed. And I think that was hand in hand. One, the realization, you think, when am I going to get back to this mountaintop again? It was such an unbelievable yeah you know uh fateful rise didn't pan out your spurs you've got the likes of city and liverpool that you're competing with when am i going to get back to this and then the signs of strife were kind of um dramatized when levy didn't back him in the market the way that he wanted him to especially after that season I would go back to my original question of when was the damage done irreversibly it was when they did not back him in the market, and I don't think Pochettino's the guy who would just leave or walk out or quit. So he was like, "All right, we're gonna drive this into the ground." Damn. And then Levy made the call. Yeah, I mean, part of part of me has to kind of respect um, the shrewd business element. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that Daniel Levy is. Um, no one's gonna no one's gonna fight him on that. He's a shrewd businessman, and I think if if the the status quo wasn't working, he made a change and he got in without dispute, one of the best managers in Premier League history. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it'll work out is always going to be... Who's not exactly a, shrewd. A, yeah, yeah <laughs> fair. But, you know, with the exception of his Manchester United appointment, um, Mourinho has won everywhere he's gone. And so if Spurs are missing the silverware, I, I, I can justify it. I just, I think that... Um, yeah, man, we'll need to get Mark on to talk about this, but I think as a Spurs fan, I would feel very slighted with the sacking of Pochettino. Yes. But again, I think I think that there's something behind the scenes where maybe Daniel Levy mm-hmm. didn't have a choice. Yeah, uh, but that's also giving the I mean, owner a lot of credit. We're not a pro owner podcast, and they see things that the fans don't see. So you right. have to give it a little bit of slack. And maybe as an Arsenal fan, you can level with the idea of. I cannot see a way back with this person. Fair. And maybe they were seeing a little bit of that, which brings me I to... I just think that, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's, there was so much good, though. That's kind of what I can't... That's fuck, the top, right, like, right. You know, they're, they're, they were nearly at that mountaintop. That's fair. But interest, interesting but, on the Champions League final, because he, like, if you think about it, what kind of a, you know, depending on who you talk to, uh, a bogus handball to start the game, and then it was like 87th minute or something, Origi got the second. Yeah. So they, it was a game that he probably felt like he could have won, mm-hmm. and and on a different day maybe he does, mm-hmm. and it's all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, obviously not the case. Yeah. Well, to bring it to my last question on the potch, um, obviously I think 
he's the kind of guy who needs to take a beat because he puts so much of himself into it. Like uh, Pep does a sabbatical after each uh, management role that he has because yeah. he just like he still get paid. He, he can do whatever he wants. The sh- yeah, I mean, the man's got money. Yeah. He drains himself so much that he takes a break. So I imagine Pochettino's in for the same thing, unless certain people in certain circles, aka the two of us at Prem de la Prem, have theorized about the idea of Pochettino giving the old fuck you and going across town to the Emirates. I, I would embrace it with open arms. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I, I don't think that... Um, I don't think that a mid-season appointment makes sense, and I don't think he would take a mid-season appointment. Agreed. Um, but it does kind of beg the question, like, does Arsenal go for it in fear that maybe United's in mm-hmm. play in the summer as well? Or... Uh, you know, maybe a, a, another club in a different league that I'm not right. aware of, uh, because the, there were links between Pochettino and United previously, right. and we mentioned that we don't think Ollie's on the on the block for any time during the I would season. Be shocked if he got sacked this season. Right, right. Um, but during the summer, I could see a mutual split go hard after Pochettino, mm-hmm. and so maybe Arsenal wanted to act before that, but you'd have to get a lot of assurances from I'm sure it'd be Pochettino. a lot of lining up similarly to what it seems like they've been doing with Mourinho. Right. I There was definitely some overlap there, Yeah. and I think the only reason I'm truly allowing this to be a theory in my brain is because given the way this has gone down, I don't think Pochettino's the kind of guy who would turn down Arsenal based on historic rivals. Pochettino seems like a spiteful guy. And I don't know if that's... Like, I have nothing to back that. He and just seems do like I, a, he, I just fully agree. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like a guy like, you fuck with me? It's Or you fuck with my, my tribe? Yeah, anything goes. That's fine. You made your choice. And I'm bringing my staff with me. Game on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, anything to get Steve Bold out of there. Yoonberg <laughs> <laughs> stays. I miss, uh, I miss Pat Rice sitting next to Wenger when he was just furiously rubbing his hands inside the jacket <laughs> and just yelling in what seemed to be French to Pat Rice, who does not speak French. And he's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, being an assistant manager. That's a dream job. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. No. That's not where I was going with that. But there's no pressure. Yeah. And you can do the same shit. Yeah. It, it just can't be fun. If you're taking it from, uh, you know, bad That's fair. Wing. What's your best case scenario? Yeah. I don't know. But All yeah. Right. Well, yeah, no. I'd, I'd embrace that. Pochettino, he'll be fine. He will have, if he wants it, a new job this summer at one of the better clubs in in in, in Europe. He's it's, only going to go, oh yeah, here shots fired. He's only on, he's only going to go up. He's only going to go to a bigger club than Spurs. It's fair. It's 100% fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's, it's more it, of an it must inc- sting when you hear it, but, but it's it's more just like it's a truth. inconvenient truth than it is like a direct shot. Yeah, shout out Al Gore. Well, I've got a Mr. Brightside lined up for you. Last week I told you to help me believe that out of these 5 Odds on favorite managers to leave their jobs, they would be safe. Hassan Huddle, Marco Silva, Emery, Solskjaer, and Pochettino. And you failed to twist the gods in that direction as Pochettino is now relieved of his duties. Yeah. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell me that those four managers are going to be totally fine and they're not going to get sacked. It's their livelihoods. They have to move their kids out of school. Um, You know... Make sure their wives feel okay. comfortable in their home. These four jobs of these four men are on the line, and you need to back them up. I will go one by one. Ali, I think we talked about it. 
he's not going to last the or he's not he's going to make it at least the full year. There's so much of a shit show surrounding the European European places. You got to be looking at the top four and saying, yeah, there's a gulf in points, but Leicester's up there, Chelsea's up there. There, there's got to be a regression to the mean. We can't rock the boat too much. He's a club legend. Let's ride it out. There's going to be at least one major, major candidate that we love available in the summer. We can sort it out then. Emery, unfortunately, I think it's pretty much the same story. Um, I thought I thought he was going to get sacked this past weekend. I'm sure we'll get to it. How much of this is the segment? How much of this is you speaking the truth? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> it's a little, about 50% column A, 50% column B. Funny. If, he, if he survived what he's already survived, he has the board's backing. The board has said explicitly... They intend to give him the whole year. I think that they do have a very similar perspective in that they think that there is a possibility that they can still get to the top four, and until that's not there, they're going to ride it out. And this is a man who has proven proven success in the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Don't think it's an ambition Arsenal should be striving for, but he got to the final last year. He's won it a couple of times. So, you know... that. Roll the dice on getting to the Champions yeah. League. He's your best shot this year. Give funny, me the other two funny managers. Side, funny side story on Emery sure. real quick. Uh, I was texting Kiki, who you haven't met yet, but a fellow Arsenal fan. Yeah, well, he and bailed on the podcast twice. That's true, and I think you should feel bad if you're listening. However. Yeah. Hope he is. He is. He texted me that he was upset there was an episode last week. Oh, yeah. That was both humbling and shocking. There was a lot of people who said that. Carl said unsubscribe. I do not believe him. Yeah, he's like... Um, Do we get a settling on the most hated team? It was right down the line, Chelsea United. Oh, 50-50. Well, I mean, it was, it was right down the line. So, if it wasn't 50-50, what had more? I'm going to leave that for the people. It's like, if you believe it, it's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it answers it perfectly. Okay. What great. are my What are my other two managers? Oh, you were in the middle of the story. I'm in the middle of the story. But this is also in the middle of my Mr. Brightside. So. And it's also in the... Oh, yeah, we're layer upon layer of tangents. Wow. And let me just dig our way He's gotten septic. Yeah, okay. So, Kiki texted me, and he's just like, to give you a little color on him, really nice guy, not, not super mm. aggressive, outspoken, you know, just very like, very calm, collected. Yeah. And he goes, I hate to say it, I hate to be one of those fans who rocks the boat, I don't want to be like Chelsea... I think Emery should only have until the end of the season. And I'm like, dude, DT is on the camera saying he needs Emery out of the stadium right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at this point, Kiki is like one of those, the golden fans. He's like, <laughs> I, like, and look, I th- like what? And look, I don't, I don't think it's entirely unfair to say, guys, we had a manager for 22 years. Our ambition is to get back in the Champions League. This is his second fucking year. It looks to be a bit of a shit show, but let's see what happens. Uh-huh. That's my Mr. Brightside segment. Uh-huh. That is a Mr. Brightside. Okay, just, yeah. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Here are the other two. Please. Marco Silva. Everton? Mm-hmm. I have to ask after I... After the Lauren Fishburne incident. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there. It was spot on. We'll we'll get there. Um, <laughs> look, Everton, um, they're backed up in a different segment, Everton, I believe. Everton is a club. Uh, Northwest. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, they, um, they got a win last week. In a, a, the lock of the week also. Um, he is responding decently okay. to the pressure of the big games. Okay. He's stepping up in the big games. He got the draw at Spurs. Got the win last week. Mm-hmm. We are trending upward. 
Okay. Richarlison is seeming to get a little bit more in form. Okay. That is a big guy. Who knows where Moises Keane is? So whenever he comes back, either from the bench injury or irrelevance, that could be an impact. Alex Iwobi. I we'll see where that that's at. Be, yeah, you went from irrelevance to Iwobi. That was a pretty... It was easy. It was a calm It, it was sector. alliteration. Yeah, yeah alliteration. Uh, Non-sequitur. My little sweet little Nodger boy. I hope you're doing well over there. Uh, but they're a good club. They're a big club. They've been in the Premier League more than any other club. Or as much as any other club. That's right. You're laughing at me like I'm wrong. They Yes, they have been in the Premier League every season since it's right and so they're 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 a club as well um that has previously committed in long form to their managers i don't think that they are in a position where sacking a manager mid-season improves any of their abilities to stay up go down get to the champions league i don't think they improve their situation mid-season so Mm. i think that they're going to ride it out knowing that they're likely to get, I don't know, maybe a you know I am in the off season, which might be a little bit of an upgrade People are for be them. Clab- yeah, clamoring you know, over him. He'll he'll be fine. He'll be. I think he should go back to Spain where he can ma- maybe communicate a little bit better to his, to his folks. And that's not. A, I'm not having a go. That is the that is the reports that are coming out. Good evening used to be something that I said with love, and now it just makes me sad because I still think of it fondly, but. The reports of him not being able to communicate just upset me. Okay, so the last manager is Ralph Hussenhuddle. Southampton. Manager of the team that Everton beat. Right. Yes. Um, Who apparently plays a grand piano performance in front of his dinner guests every Saturday after a game at Southampton. Is that true? And I imagine they're just getting worse and worse. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably getting darker and darker. Mozart's eighth to uh, Chopsticks. Yeah, so Southampton is in the relegation zone. I believe. Are they still in the relegation zone? Can you pull up that table? Correct. They are. I don't need a table. 19. Eight points from 12 games. They're a win out of the relegation zone. They are... Uh, um, yeah, they just need to win by 15 goals. Well, let's be real. Villa's going to lose by 20 to City, <laughs> so it's not going to matter in the end. Uh, no, they're, they're, they're not so far away from being relegated. He's going to make it to at least January... And that team was a team, mind you, that was one up on City. They got something there. They got a non-relegation squad there, even though it's my prediction for them to be relegated. Mind you, popping out of Mr. Brightside. Back in. Well, There's a lot of good men, in, good men in that locker room, and they want to rally r- around that guy. Uh, and that is a guy who I think prior to this season was getting a lot of um, praise as a manager. He was getting a lot of people yes. looking at him saying, what could he be doing next? Correct. Is there a bigger job out there for him? And so I think Southampton's going to hold on to that to see the season through. Okay. That concludes my Mr. Brightside. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. That was actually pretty good. Hey, what's up? Whoa. Mr. Brightside Pat was just here. Did you see him? No, I must yeah, have missed. Just spewing a bunch of garbage. Oh, he left his whiskey. <laughs> Don't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. That was our Pochettino... And segue to Mr. Brightside about manager sacking segment. Mm. Welcome back, folks. The international break has been kind to us as far as the news harvest. And before we get into the games of the week, working back to what happened last week, it's a new segment alert. Lightning strikes on Prem de la Prem every so often where we come up with a stroke of genius. And this new segment is called Stonks 
Oh, Degenerate District? Nope, not yet. Oh. Oh, thought we were talking about investing. Go ahead. And it's brought to you by Solar.com. Oh, he did it again. He's done it again. Now, this is actually on a somber note because we got a call from their rep and they were actually extremely upset about what I said last week. So they they gave me the copy. They said, read the copy. And I'm going to read the copy. Okay. Okay. Are you thinking about going solar? Solar.com will provide you the three best quotes customized for your home from local installers. On average, Solar.com quotes are $2,800 lower than going to installers directly. That's not from us. That's from the Department of Energy. And if you want a little favor from the men in the booth, it says parentheses, okay to use charisma here. Mention Prem 19 over the phone and tell them that Brendan Rogers is an overrated manager. <laughs> that will earn you $250 off your purchase, code valid until the end of the year. Register at solar.com to start your solar project today. Are you introducing the segment? Or New you... segment's called Stomps. Okay, there and we go. here's how it goes, folks. You will remember the first day where you were, what you were eating, what you were drinking when you heard this introduced. We have a little idea. Since uh, Degenerate District has been gangbusters, we're in a giving spirit. You know, we're getting to the festive time of the year. Patrick and I, $50 each, are going to lay down $100% of our money to whoever in our fantasy league between now and the end of the year, accrues the most points. So between this match week and then the match week that is the last in December. And yes, I'm already committing to keeping a running table of what each of these players accrue throughout the match weeks between now and the end of the year. That's going to be a pain in the ass, but I'm going to do it for the fans. It's going to be a lot easier than you think. What you got to do is just take a screenshot of the table now and then the table then and just subtract. Uh, Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all you folks got that. Best performance between now and the end of the year, $100 in your pocket. But wait. Oh, skirt. There is a twist. You're not going to see a single dime of that $100 because Pat and I, uh, Gordon Gecko and, and Mr. Wall Street over here, we're going to be investing that money. Mm. Not in the stock market, in Bovada.com. We're going to be laying down tasty bets using that $100. And between the new year and May when the season ends, that's when you get to see your money. But every week up until that point, we'll be telling you how we're spending that money. We'll do the annual, or sorry, weekly stockholders, shareholders uh, meeting live over the podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you what we've been doing. There's a high chance you're going to end up with no money. But there's also an equally high chance, it's about 150% all in, mm-hmm. that you could have $1,000 in your pocket. Right. I mean, you guys have seen how the um, degenerate district has gone. So we'll have to formalize just exactly how we're going to allocate that $100 verse. Um, I mean, this is just, this is, this is why we're in the biz that we're in. You know, it's, uh, you don't ask, you know, Merrill Lynch about their bonds. You know, you just let them do their thing and you watch the money grow. Yeah, yeah. You give them. Your money, and then it's forfeit at that point. Right. Ever heard of Lehman Brothers? Mm-hmm. You ever seen The Big Short? Uh, yeah. Apparently water is the next big uh, scarcity in the world. It actually is. So I've been drinking a lot of it, James. Oh, Saving up. <laughs> we are 80% water. 
And you are 80% entertained from that segment. Are you not entertained? Folks, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Take that $100. Go out there. Get your fantasy points. And watch your money soar. Yeah. And we were going to do this. Um, you know, we, we, we do have to issue a slight apology to Andy. Because if we had done this from the jump, he would have been the runaway winner for this. Correct. Um, and we just don't want to give him money. So can I'm somebody... Not, I'm not apologizing. Can somebody please just be better than Andy... Or excuse me, Andrew the Engineer, just so everyone knows who we're talking about, in the Premier League, Fantasy League. Well, to be clear, Andy can still win it right. if his performance is... This is basically our call-out to the rest of the league so that you can actually challenge Andy for the Yeah, front. this isn't so much a segment about stonks, more so we just don't want Andy to be good at fantasy. Right. That's what it boils down to. Or, y'all suck and you need to get your shit together. Yeah, that too. So it's a call-out. Yeah. With an incentive. And we also haven't forgot the... To give it a take. We haven't forgotten the egregious amounts of awards that we still need to give out at the end of the season anyway. Ooh. Um, I will need to file for a loan to buy the copious amounts of jerseys that I've promised. Yeah. Yeah, at this rate, we're buying a Mad Dog jersey for Andy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get that number one spot so I can get another Ozil jersey. Uh, just add it to the collection. Uh, don't care if he's there anymore. I will get that because it's custom. We okay. can do custom. All right. Um, Custom jobs. And I'm trying to save uh, James some money off his promises. So. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, folks, I hope you're entertained by that one. We will check in as we come approaching to 2020 and tell you who is in line to receive that boost. Now, let's get into the games. You missed it last week, but I know you've been waiting on the takes from us. Uh, we have a James and Pat pick, which was Liverpool City. And then, I, I shit you not, the fan pick, we didn't tell them Liverpool City was out of the running. They still chose Leicester Arsenal. I think it's just, a, you know, we just had a go at the Fantasy League, but this is just the cerebral nature of our fan base. Knowing our pick was going to be the, the game of the week, they went for the secondary pick. You don't think they just want to see you upset? Or rather, hear you upset? I choose to believe the, the what former. I do. I know my truth. Okay. I know in my heart. So our fans are just very smart, intellectual. Yeah. And they don't just want your hate coming through the airwaves. I will say this is what Andrew the Engineer uh, voted for. I believe he voted for um, Lester spelled horribly wrong. Oh. Lester's beat down of Arsenal, I think is what he asked for. Talk and then he posted a hockey goal. Talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyway, God. yes. All right, let's get into Liverpool City. We talked about one of the games of the season. There are two of them, and they're these two games. It's these two games. Right. And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, Liverpool 3-1. City not even second when we're talking about the top two teams. They're sitting in fourth place. Mm-hmm. That's Let's Arsenal's see. place. Oh, yeah. Pisses really? me off. Pisses me right off, James. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Let's okay. go through it goal by goal. Please. And then we'll look at, this, we'll look at this, the game as a whole. Uh... When it was City-Liverpool last season, it was the John Stones clearance off the line, the whatever millimeters that determined the title. That's all hyperbole. But uh, now it was the 21 seconds that determined the title because in the space between Trent Alexander-Arnold not getting flagged for that handball in the box or VAR going back to it, Liverpool take it up the other end and Fabinho um, from a poorly cleared ball, minimal backlift, spanks it. It's Claudio Bravo. Is it? Is it's kind. Of, I mean, it's a different type of a game, but it reminded me so much of that company goal last year for City. Yes, it did. where it's like, yeah, who who on Liverpool do you expect the least to just have a fucking belter? Fair. F Fabinho, close to the top of that list. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know if you could 
hit a ball. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck is in his leg because he it it was it, the dart. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Um, but really, for me, the story of that goal is the Alexander Arnold mm-hmm. handball, mm-hmm. pen or no pen, James. It was a pen, but who in their right mind, after everything that followed up, was going to call that one back? You have to be at Anfield. You have to be ready for the slew of death threats that scousers who can't write and are very illiterate. Uh, we're going to throw that way, that direction. Imagine being the person in the VAR booth. You all watch it together, and you're just like, I mean, let's. What are we getting? We're not going to bring him back. Back to Candy Crush, boy. Yeah, Candy Crush. <laughs> Ooh, something's still left in his bowl. <laughs> We're going to need to uh, ask the roommates to reenact their VR booth. What segment are we on? Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate twist to, it, to, to what... what uh, but, I mean, it, it was the pace of the game. Shit was going to happen. And it, it, was, it was back and forth like that early. I think it was like six, seven minutes of the game, if that. So, Pen for clear, me as well. Pen for both of us. If Fabinho didn't go up and score on the other end... Do you think it would have been called back? Do you think it was that clear and obvious that? Well, it's hard to predict VAR. No. It's like it's like predicting the weather. No, I think that I think that um, in a game like that, um, VAR was going to do everything they possibly could to stay out of it. And I think it's kind of like in the you know in like overtime hockey playoffs or last two minutes mm-hmm. of a basketball game, the refs are going to swallow their whistles in big moments. Good mm-hmm. officiating crews let what happen like unless it's bad or it's like really egregious, they let what happens happens and say like we're going to let y'all sort it out in the field because that's the quality that we're dealing with. And so I can respect that line of thinking. I think this is more of a general commentary around VAR than it is this game, like because you can. Like for for me, like for what we talked about, this is this was a moment. This game was a moment, mm-hmm. and VAR has been a distraction from those moments. And so the fact that VAR wasn't used or wasn't applied to remove things in this game, for me, was like I don't want to say it was a conscious decision, but I think it was a right decision to protect those moments. However, VAR sticks around just because the fact that they didn't use it still kind of takes away from from those moments. But mm-hmm. wrong call. I don't I don't know how you miss it real time. Looked like he put hand to ball as well, and. Sterling. I actually have to have to take a guff with um, Sergio Aguero. Bro could have played the ball. Immediately okay. turned to the referee. Oh, uh, I I was debating whether or not to put this in my notes, but Aguero, I think, single-handedly lost that game for City. He was trying to break his duck of not scoring at Anfield and like could have laid the ball off like multiple times. Yeah, he blew a lot Kate, of chances. Kate, I know you don't want to hear it. Aguero, all-time great. She calls him Kuhn. Respect yeah, it. Respect she, the name. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know I'm on a first-name basis. Please. That's fair. Uh, all-time City great. One of the best players in Premier League history. He lost you guys that game. Selfish forward play. Yeah. I mean, he was... I, I wouldn't go as far as to say he lost the game. I think that they were outplayed. Uh, but, mm. yeah, I th- he, he pissed away several No, chances. I agree. They were outplayed, but I, I think City have been given a way to sleep at night with these these calls that didn't go their way. Because you can rationalize something. Right, you have right. something to cling on to, like, oh, VAR, the handball. Like, you can go to sleep thinking that, like, you should have won that game. And, yeah, I'm sure the game would have been different if City scored from a penalty and Fabinho didn't go score that. But you can only look at what's in front of you, and City dominated that game. So let's get to goal number two. Mo Salah was offside. Was he? No, but it's like the birther movement with Obama. I'm just, I'm just putting, I'm speaking that narrative into the world. Yeah, I mean, it's like it didn't seem like they did the two lines thing. They were just like, that ah, looks good. <laughs> he was, it was, it, it didn't no. look so much different than the ones that had just been called. He on was not. Race. He was. It was one of those closer ones, but there were clear line divisions. He was not offsides. 
but people pulled the angles like the shit posters were like look at it from this angle yeah (laughs) it's like yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah i mean we i at the risk of beginning to start to call this podcast talking var i want to talk about the goal itself alexander arnold pings a ball maybe 60 yards Robertson takes two touches. VAR is all I have to not talk about the goals themselves. Whips the ball around uh, the entire city defense. It's too And Mo Salah puts a header home off a bounce. It was, it was a fucking pretty goal. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, if he was offside, he's offside, whatever. Yeah. You can have good goals that were offside. You know, I mean, that is, that is what it is. But uh, I think that that really spoke for me. It's like... And especially, it's it's you know we we're gonna get into it just with, but watching other teams, how difficult it is for some teams to build up. Liverpool has good build up play, yet they got two fullbacks who can just change a game like that. It's insane. It's a cheat code. The two best Premier League fullbacks on the same team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I mean I think you have to say it and uh, to bring it full circle on. When it went 3-0, you know, Mane with a similarly... Henderson fucking pulling Henderson, out, yeah, fucking Jordan Henderson pulling out across from his locker. Mane adding a little dive to that header, just for the haters. Oh, yeah. That one was nice. So oh, you think his dive was for the haters? Oh, yeah, I firmly believe his dive was for the haters. He's that... You don't like Mane, do you? I actually have no problem with Mane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you just like feed, like stoke the fire? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, can, I like I to, say, I like to, to say everything with a point on it. Or else, what am I doing on this earth? Uh, so Salah and Mane, two well-taken goals. Yeah. The second one was kind of uh, an epitome of how Trent and and Robertson can control a game. So I wanna I wanna position this to you. Who's more important to the team if two of them were just to vanish, Trent and Robertson or Mane and Salah? Trent and Robertson. Then Mane and Salah. Yes. Really? Yeah. That was it. Was that easy? It's that easy because I think that. What um, what Liverpool does so well is press. And they press from the front back, and they press from the back up. Uh, but when they break the press, they attack down the wings with four world-class players. And I think it's easier to replicate your system with an Origi or a Shakiri or even a fucking Harry Wilson than it is a Joe Gomez. Or, I don't know if Nick... Isn't Fanny Klein still there? I don't even know. I know Mourinho's not. He is on the team. Yeah, but like, I don't know... You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's no. more of the... You know, Klopp already rotates up top. You know, not as much, mm-hmm. but like he's quick to, to get to get some other people in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brewster's somebody who's done well in the Carabao Cup as well. Uh, former F2 Academy. Easier gaps to fill. Right, that's what they- I would say. They I, are two world class wingers, but oh yeah, yeah, I I would I think it's a, a point well made, and I would tend to agree. I, I, yeah, it's I just think it's um, the difference between the average winger and Mane and Salah is less than the difference between the average fullback yes. and Robertson and, and Alexander Arnold. Yeah, I mean again, Juan Bissaka for all his good defensive qualities, and Ashley Young on the other side. Don't know what a cross is. Yeah. The X button has broken off the controller. I honestly think that uh, Klesniak wears those like horse blinders and he's told to run to the byline and how, just smash it. How else are you going to calm that boy down? <laughs> Amy does it a lot, pukes on the field, you know, does what he does. But yeah, no, I, I, mm. they're, they're absolute 
fantastic yeah. players. And um, well, no, I, I, I just I'm fantastic players. Yeah, it's I just, agree. Yeah. I do think Trent Alexander Arnold and Robinson—they're joy to watch. They really are. Yeah, and it sucks. They they truly are. Uh, City pulled the goal back later on, and to their credit, they were one of the teams who can go to Anfield and have a real go. There was, it, it was like 77 minutes, something like that. There was a part of you that was like, uh-oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, oh, it's on. They just need one more, and then Liverpool could collapse. It was funny, and like, going yeah. back to this, I was like, was it really 3-1? Like, why did I feel like that game was closer than it was? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't feel like... I mean, I think maybe that's your point about Aguero, where it's like, I don't remember a ton of other Liverpool chances. It was a very back-and-forth game, and Liverpool created more deadly chances. That might be a testament to... Uh, Van Dyke and actually Lovren, who I thought mm-hmm. played very well in that game, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the rest of that Liverpool yeah, team stepping in, yeah. Uh, but the the then then maybe the City defense wasn't able to kind of pieces those things together right. the way uh, Liverpool won. But but yeah, I think that's wow. a that's a decent pass and a g- g- great goal from Bernardo Silva on a, on a different day. We'd be talking about how great that goal was. Hundred percent. But let's call a spade a spade. Sure. Liverpool with the victory. We called it a cannot lose game. For City on our last podcast, Liverpool is now nine points clear. I said it was going to be a coronation, and I think it's time we start desensitizing ourselves to Liverpool fans because it's going to suck. It's going to suck ass for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm not going to claim it till till uh, till the new year. I think there's there's so much that can happen. You know, I'm not going to root for an injury or anything like that. They withstood a um, an Allison injury. They seem to be doing okay with the Maddup injury, but you know. What if what if Alexander Arnold goes down? Is Joe Gomez the guy to fill in? Like you know, what I mean, like are how do they? Are you wishing this? Upon no, him? no. I'm saying it's a long season. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. they've been to two straight Champions League finals, so I expect them to have a long run in that. And you know, who who knows? Like Leicester isn't playing European football. What if they lose a few games there? Mm. Chelsea is uh, uh, over after the first month of the season. I believe they have the most points. You know, they're they are in unbelievable form. I don't think it'll hold up. I still think Liverpool's the odds-on favorite, but there's so much soccer left to play, I'm not crowning them yet. You're more optimistic. The only thing that keeps me going is knowing how insane of a story it would be if they don't pull it off. That's what helps. Yeah. And here's my hot take. You ready for this? Right. I don't think Steven Gerrard wants Liverpool to win the title because he knows a moment and a downfall of this magnitude would downplay his slip. I was kind of thinking the way you were going to go with that is, since they're so far clear, they bring back Gerard just because he can be on the team. To play on the team? Slips from a managerial Slips role. again. Wow. Ends up costing them the title. Ooh. That, um, do you think we can get odds on that? That might be the first usage of the $100. Yeah. And we're all in. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if that's, a, you know, Will Jones wins that and we just slap a hundo on that and say, good luck. <laughs> Joke's on us. We just basically spent $100 of our money on a joke bet. I don't know. I feel like I got $50 out of that joke. Just now. I didn't even spend it. <laughs> I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wanted to close with this because we should talk with City about City a little bit and how Pep can kind of collect himself because he's such an intense guy. This could be a of culture on another day, but I feel like this is just a perfect encapsulation of Guardiola right now. Uh, on the wall of his office, it's pretty much... Beautiful mind for uh, for whiteboards because he just loves to like draw up ideas and schemes on the wall. This isn't a joke. No, this I is what, yeah. Oh, no, this I is love what it. his office looks like, and uh, he's got one sort of poster 
on the wall that's a quote from his mentor, Marcelo Bielsa, who's Spygate man down at Leeds United. Uh, and here's the quote. The joy that comes with winning lasts about five minutes, and what is left is a gaping void and a loneliness that is hard to describe. <laughs> that's man. That's I mean, I guess that explains why he's, he's looking, looking at film with the trophy at his feet on the plane. You know, uh, is, is a man of pure obsession. Um, I honestly loved his passion in this game. I loved him going at the officials in a game of this magnitude. You had to feel slighted, and I loved his very, very sarcastic thank you very much to Michael Oliver after the game and the rest of the officiating crew. Yeah. Uh, Pep was on fire. He channeled his inner Mourinho. He was on fire. It was great. He Pep put on a show. I wish the opposing manager was Mourinho, because Mourinho would see that, and he would see it as a threat. And he's like, oh, I got to one-up this guy. Yeah. And he would just start, like, climbing on the banners. And yeah, I think Klopp saw it for what it was, was uh, this is a guy who knew he did things that go his way, and they're not, and he's throwing a fit. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't well, blame Pep for his reaction. How about but Pep memeing? We'll see it. We'll see it at uh, the Eddie Ad. Pep was memeing himself pretty hard with the two, two, <laughs> yeah, twice. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, you gotta have the foresight to know that the internet does its thing on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's the one, the one that um, that kind of blew up on the Arsenal subreddit because we're looking for any sort of joy. It was, um, it was, hey Pep, how many times did Arsenal win the league at White Hart Lane? And it's just a video of him just going <laughs> like with the two fingers. Nice. And, nice. Just bringing Pep into something that has nothing to do with you and form. And then I clicked on the course. next link. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but no, right. it was a good game. That I enjoyed the game. It was, was a fun one. It was a fun one. That was Leicester City, the Battle of the Titans. Um, it will take a lot to slow down the Liverpool train. A lot. Liverpool City. And now, let's bring it to the derisory fan pick, which was Leicester Arsenal. And I'll tell you what. I feel like the international break came at a perfect time for you. I forgot... Emery was the manager and Jaka was stripped of the captaincy and flicked off fans. It all just kind of like yeah, we talk, chilled out a little bit. We talked about this at the last time we had an international break where it's like, if things aren't going well, an international break is a godsend. Yeah. Because you'll get distracted. Like for me, I've just completely separated myself from Arsenal news because it hasn't been good. And when the Premier League's on, like I'm just obsessed with There's it. There's also nothing going on in the Reddit. It shuts down. It's... It does, but it's just like every time you open up a thread, it's like, oh, here's Emery's incompetence. Like it's so much negativity right now. So we need we. I mean, be quicker than that. We need a fucking win. We got Southampton at home, so yikes! You quite literally need a win from that. Yeah, but guess what? It's not the lock. <laughs> we'll keep. We'll go with the segment, but um, they wanted to hear you talk about the game, the fans. So yeah. I assume they didn't want to hear me talk about the game. Why don't you let them? Let him know how you felt about it. Well, I felt sad. And I'm going to keep you in a box of five minutes. I felt sad about it. I don't think I'll need five minutes. I think it was quite simple. Lester, this season, and, and on the day, was the better team. Was absolutely the better team. You, still, you can't even just get over your own joke? I'm trying to power through it. It's fair, but... Rude. Um, Accurate. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Le- Le- Leicester was the better team on the day. Um, Arsenal set up like the weaker team. And what was the quote? Um, the game was unrecoverable after they scored. Yeah, once they scored, the game was lost. <sighs> 60 minutes in. Jeez. And I mean, it's just, I don't, 
I think, and again, we, you know, we'll, we, we've touched on this before. Um, at this point, Emery's shown us who he is. I don't blame Emery for anything he does at this point. Just because he we is. We know who he is. And we know that he is stubborn. And, you know, we know that certain things are the way that they are. Like, you say you need a winger, you buy club record winger, and then you set up in a formation without a winger. Because you're getting pressure to play Ozil. Like, how, like he just seems to lack conviction in his decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't seem to have follow-through and a lot of reactionary stuff. But... Um, from a Leicester perspective, they look every bit of top side. Um, I, th- I think Arsenal invited that pressure, and I think that Leicester look, would look a different team if they didn't. Um, but, I mean, I think at, the, at its core, you saw two different styles, right? Arsenal is a team that invites pressure, is prone to mistakes, and so a team like Leicester, who presses and is opportunistic on mistakes, yeah. creates a perfect storm. A bit of a perfect And I don't want to take anything away from what Leicester did because I think both of their goals were class. There mm-hmm. was, it wasn't like a, a Watford situation where we were gifting them goals. It I think was, it's fair to say it was an even game up until that point as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I thought Leicester was on the front foot. And I think that was partially because Arsenal chose to be on the back foot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it was kind of similar to the United game where you know we were talking about it like, yeah, Arsenal didn't look good, but like, was it job done? Like, yeah, I think Arsenal were doing the job, and the job was to try to get a goal at Leicester, and that's what makes me sad. Is that was the intent? You know what I mean? And set up five in the back, and and I don't even similarly hate... to Old Trafford, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and um, yeah, I mean, and, and, and on top of it, Holding looked like utter shit, Bellerine. Looks like he's still recovering from that injury, and maybe that's harsh on holding because he's coming off of an injury as well. Um, Chambers looks a lot better in the middle of a back three. Louise, I actually really loved how when Arsenal did have the ball, Louise kind of stepped into a holding midfielder role. And so I kind of think the back three might not be the worst idea. I would probably want to play... If I was in a back three, I would consider playing um, basically a five... A five-two-three, yeah, and then have Louise yeah. on offense step into kind of that holding distributor role because he's yeah. more than capable of doing that. I mean, he's played center mid before. Feels like he's that's kind of his position, right? But then it allows you to play that front three that we talked about. Yeah, and then if you want to play, for me, it would be on paper one of the best front threes in the league. Yeah, it would be Torreira. And if, like, if you really wanted to get after it with that formation, Torreira and Ozil. But, I mean, I just don't know. Every fucking week, it's a different formation. It's a different tactic. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't think that you can reasonably expect Arsenal to develop any sort of consistency because they're not set up for consistency. And it's... I, yeah. I don't think it's going to change. I think a part of me was just saying, this is going to be the result, and they're going to sack Emery. Afterwards, they decide not to sack Emery. Um, the club's official stance is they have his... Uh, he has the backing until the end of the year. They are aware of the current set of performances. And if things don't change, they are willing to revisit that stance. I will be... I am okay with that if they are waiting for the right person. If they are waiting for the summer for the right person, I can be okay with that. I do think that there's a point, and I think that point is no later than January, where if it deteriorates... 
you have to bring somebody else in or you risk spoiling the culture and you risk yep. losing the likes of Torreira. You I, li- risk Aubameyang and Lacazette aren't signing new contracts. Torreira might force a move in January. Mind you, this is Lucas Torreira who fucking locked up Messi playing in a defensive midfielder role in a Uruguay-Argentina game just the other day. It's like you play these people in the right position, they have class. Mm-hmm. And they're just losing confidence. And so I don't think that's, that's my biggest struggle is I can understand the logic of we want to let the manager ride out You've got a shot at rope, but whatever. I think there are other consequences to what you are creating, what you are allowing to fester, oh. in spite of the chance. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Oh yes, I don't. And think that's what that's yeah. that's my fear. My fear isn't that we're going to lose to Southampton. My fear is that you're going to create a culture of apathy. What happens off the pitch? Right. And I think this has been kind of the tune that's been played alongside Arsenal for a long time. And I don't think you're at risk of. Culture deterioration. I think that's happened and has been happening. Right. And Emery's my my odds-on favorite. If I was to put money on anyone, he would be my next person out. I think that is almost aware of the situation and monitoring the situation. I think that means they're finally wising up to how volatile this can get. And um, and let's let's also remember they took a long time to sack Wenger. And I know that he had a lot of history. He had that earned credit, but like. Mm-hmm. There were calls for that when they won the FA Cup in 2015. Yeah. You know? And so, this is a board that has been slow before. You have a new set of people, Raul, I do. Uh, it's not, you know, even Gazidis who can I fuck think, off. But right. uh, the, 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 I just, I just don't know what they're going to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I can see my worst case scenario playing out. Like very, that's a very realistic scenario. Really, I'll, I'll maybe I'll give you a little bit of respite. Yeah. I think what you've just said to me and what I've also read is them wising up to the fact that this is bigger than results on the table and where you stand on the table. This is how your club is being defined. Right. And I think it's whether or not you trust them to sack up and take a stance. If yeah, you know, and you come back from this break, and I'm pretty sure you know things wouldn't have changed a whole lot. Yeah, and I, and I will say this as well. Um, no club is ever going to say, well, you know, he's getting close to being sacked. We're going to keep an eye on it, right? There's only ever going to be public backing until there's a sacking. Mm-hmm. So it's public not like... Public backing until there's a sacking. Yeah. It's a motto I love by. It's tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be a target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's just lip service. It was... You know, Mourinho was backed for the rest of the year before he got sacked at United. At Pochettino, surely was in a similar boat. Like it's not, it's it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. They lose to Southampton or draw at Southampton or just show up like shit against Southampton, and yeah. Emery gets sacked right after that game. Yeah. You know, that's not outside the realm of possibilities either. So uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see much improving in terms of quality of play under Emery. Results come and go when you're yeah. playing a fifty fifty game. So. Right. Who knows? Um, I don't look forward to watching Arsenal, but we, I do. We will monitor that situation. It's, um, like, a, it's like a weird lump on your body. We'll, we'll keep an yeah. eye on it. But, I mean, a, of a team that actually is um, a Champions League contender, Leicester City is the real fucking deal. No scrubs. Soyuncu is a stud. It pisses me off how obvious it is that scouts matter. Right. They keep unearthing these gems left and right. It's like you have center. enough money and you're like, no, nah, we'll just buy the good ones. It's so frustrating. Right. It's so frustrating. Right. And, oh. 
And there's a culture there. And I think you have to give some credit to Brandon Rogers. Brandon Rogers. Mm-hmm. Because he's he turned Vardy around. He's turned that club around. And Vardy has 20 goals in the Premier League in 22 Premier League games under Brandon Rogers. Mm-hmm. That club is... They look... They look like the real fucking deal. And it's like, it just, I just, I know I'm saying it over and over again, but I can't, it's hard for me to wrap my head around, they do. again, that Leicester City is where they are. I think it's a better team of individuals than the team that won the title. I'd I tr- agree. I truly do. I'd agree. And that's why I'm not putting a ton of respect on Brendan Rodgers' name, because his, he, when asked about how he revived Jamie Vardy, maybe it was a little bit of humble, you know, being humble, but he said, I just let Vardy be Vardy. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of what you have to do. That's a skill, and, though. Uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. I'm just trying it's to make a, a it's point like, here. It's like a, it doesn't make, make you elite. You allow players to play to their abilities, and you have a very talented team. And fair. That's I think fair. they're playing a little bit above their their average that's right fair. now. So, anyway. But you get, a, you get a team like Arsenal come to your place and sit in. Yeah, exactly. What does that tell you about? I mean, yeah. I think there's things to be said about both teams in, mm-hmm. that, in that kind of sentiment. Well, uh, let's let's crank through to the end here. Uh, and we'll keep it on a light note. We've got a men of culture. We'll do goal of the week, and then we'll wrap it up with degenerate district, which is very much so in flight. I got freak of the week and trivia for you as well. Freak of the week, damn! All right, you're gonna have to carry those. Let's yeah. start with men of the culture. The culture of the men. I got yeah. three things, three little fun oddities. I'm just gonna real men genus. Thank you for that. All right, first up, Adama Traore has switched nationalities to represent Mali on the international level. Mali will now have three wingers named Adama Traore in their team. Pop the Mali, I'm sweating. That don't make no sense to me. Three Adama Traores. There's only three Adama Traores. <laughs> it's happened again. <laughs> it's happened again. <laughs> three wingers named Adama Traore. Is that like, it's like the gen- the generic name on a form. It's like I.E. John Doe. In Mali, one of those forms is I.E. Adama Traore. You John- must... John Smith. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's yeah, it's perfect for men of culture because I never would have guessed that. Mm, I've been like, what a unique name. Yeah, you're welcome. Stonks. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fans were pretty happy about our comparison of Nuno to Lawrence Fishburne, which you stumbled upon in stupid but impressive fashion. No, I saw it through my mind's eye. Didn't come out the mouth though. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. We are not the first podcast to make that comparison. I'm that's gonna give brutal. you a chance. To, I'm gonna give you a chance to come clean. Did you see it online? No. All right. Well, the Spanish football podcast in 2015 said, Nuno Espirito Santo, Lawrence Fishburne a close second. That is 22 likes and 15 retweets. That's nothing. I Googled it. We don't even have a Twitter. Were there other ones? I don't know. But that was one of them, and it was from 2015. I got my eye on you. Well, I bet you no one compared him to the Watford manager. Uh, yeah. Correct. I guess, yeah, we got that. Yeah. We got that. Hey, a clock's right two two times a day. By hook or by crook. By hook or by crook, I have sailed the ship in this direction. (laughs) Third, and finally, Wales qualified for the Euros today, and Gareth Bale was seen holding up a banner that said, Wales, Golf, Madrid, in that order. That's a chant that they're singing to him now. And it's fucking amazing. He's leaning in. Well, he's cashing in. Wales is making the Euro. He He has the leverage. The leverage with what? Because he's getting fucking paid, and he doesn't give a shit about Madrid. And Madrid right. doesn't want to play him, mm-hmm. so he'll go golfing, he'll stay fit, he'll work out at and train with the best in the world. Yeah, he's having he's having the laugh. Yeah. All I'm going to say is 
You don't need to give Madrid fans a reason to boo you. Oh, they already hate him. No, they'll boo anyone. They booed yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Didn't they? Weren't they chanting Mbappe at Hazard's like revealing ceremony? Yeah. Uh, if we did a ranking of stay classy fans, I, I think they would be second only to LAFC, who are just pegging those big Heinekens at the opposing keeper. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's almost an annual occurrence, like when they crash out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right, annual occurrence. Only when things go poorly. <laughs> where, the, where your character is meant to shine the most. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the most trying times. But no, that's good. All right. Do you want to take one? Yeah, I got trivia. Okay. So, in honor of um, the sacking, I want to flip this on his head and talk about something more positive. James, who, and what team, who is the longest tenured active manager in the Premier League? Eddie Howe. Oh, that was good. That was quick. Bournemouth. Was that on trivia somewhere else today? No, I just didn't know. Oh, nice. If it's not about refs, you can be pretty sure that I know. Do you know who's second? Uh, I should. And Eddie Howe must have brought Bournemouth up because I think they came up in fifteen sixteen. He's been there for seven. Or oh, so he brought years. them up from like Division Three. That's awesome. I actually, I would have loved Eddie Howe to get the Spurs job. Mm. I would have loved that. I don't in a more organic think, method. Yeah. I think if Spurs were more patient, less reactionary, maybe they would have liked it too. But obviously, Mourinho's got the pedigree. Um, let me think about this one. Two and three. I actually didn't write these down. I just remembered them. Shoot. Uh, okay. Eddie Howe's also not the longest tenured manager in English football, but I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. Okay, well, thanks for that pointless. The Wycombe Wanderers, whoever manages them. Great. Thanks for that useless piece of information. Give me a hint. Um... Just relatively, um, he's the only manager I think you or I would associate with that club. Hmm. This is just tell you it's not a big club. And maybe I'm wrong, but okay. Uh oh, Sean Deitch. Correct. Yeah. Third. This one's the one you want it to be. <laughs> I, uh, what? It's Jurgen Klopp. Oh, okay. But, okay. And so my second part of this trivia yes. question oh, is... Oh, there's more. Yeah. So... I'm rattled. We all know, obviously, the longest tenured managers for um, any one club are Sir obviously. Alex Ferguson obviously. and Arsene Wenger. Who's the third in what club? In Premier League history. In Premier League history, for one club, one stretch of time, okay. which I don't even know was if it, it would, uh, but it would rule out Mourinho. Was it Benitez at Liverpool? It was not. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Uh. Um, I'm blanking. Former Manchester United great David Moyes at Everton. Wow. Yeah. 11 yeah, plus years there. He, he was there a long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's trivia this week. Okay. I feel like I did decent. I got my freak of the week. 
don't know if you have one, but I'll start us off. I actually do have a Freak of the Week. You go. My Freak of the Week is Daniel Levy. Um, and this isn't an insult freak. This is just a freak move. You get rid of the best manager, certainly since you've been there, mm-hmm. in a shocking fashion. You sack him, and then you bring in the special one. Seemingly a match made in hell with is you. Is he still called the special one? Experts we're, debate. We're going to find out. But anyway, I mean, Daniel Levy's getting my freak of the week for just a top rope move. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's, it's an all-in move. It's a, it's a put-all-your-chips-on-17 kind of move. It's like you see you see a couple and they have very contrasting personalities. Right. How is this a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just interested to see how it plays out, to be honest with you. I'm interested too. You wanna know my freak of the week? Please. It's a it's a collection. It's a gaggle of geese. It's a collection of freaks. Please. And it is for all the players who drop out of international duty for suspect injuries. We all know. We all know. We all know what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, you got a little you know, hip bothering you. Uh, Van Dyke just dropped out for personal reasons. I would like to apologize in advance if like something bad happened to his family. But as far as I know, nothing did. And he just got lazy. He's like, nah, personal reasons. I don't like how these players prioritize primarily City and Liverpool to not play for their international teams. Pisses me off. Um, yeah, I believe that there's... There's one badge that you should play for more than others, and that's your country's badge. I agree. That is my opinion. I agree. Um, which maybe maybe um, yeah, the one next that, week's the man one that of doesn't culture. Pay you. Yeah. We can talk about the tree lions. Tree lions. And um, and how their little clash. It's coming home. Well, yeah. Eh, we'll see. Oh, Finland made it. That that clash was just media had nothing to talk about. Yeah, Southgate. Let's masterclass and how to spin some shit up out of nothing. You seen my waistcoat? <laughs> oh yeah. When you come, up, when you come up with an issue to say that you handled it, that seems like an Andy Samora move. Guys, I just want to let you know that I sent Raheem Sterling home. Like, we we were we were there. Nothing happened. I, it's it's no, been no. handled. Listen, he's home now. Yeah, he's home. Um, Joe Gomez, he's out of the team. Hurt. Uh, didn't uh, Henderson go down as well? Unrelated. Yeah, Liverpool people going down. I will consider him next week. Wow. <laughs> Moving on to goal of the week. I don't know if you all can remember, but let's wind the clock back. There was some tasty goals match week 12. Mm. What do you got? This pains me. I'm giving it to Jamie Vardy. Ooh! The goal against Arsenal. Um, Sexy goal. Said it a million times. He was my goal of the week last week. He was. There's not... Uh, I, I prefer the team goal, and it was... It was also a team goal. Yeah, it was three or four one-touch passes. I think a Meg in the end. And then, a cool as you like. I think that there's something. It's just so defeating. I think for a team to have a ball kind of slowly go into the goal from like and it's twelve so yards placed. out, you know. But like you can't do anything about it. You know it. it's going. Like in. the pace isn't there. You know it's going. But in. it like still, you know it's going to beat the keeper. You're like, you really got done up on that team, and it's just like a level of confidence and like composure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a pretty goal and. Um, arguably not even the best goal of the match, but that's my goal of the week. Yeah, I was considering Vardy. Uh, he took his bird flu medicine because he didn't break that celebration. Out. Right. It was kept under wraps. Uh, I can't pick Fabinho because it's just stained by the Trent Alexander handball. It's a sham. It should not stand. Yeah. So I did not choose that. Instead, I'm choosing Andre 
Gray's goal against Norwich. Really? I have not seen a flick that good since you, me, and Dupree. Jesus Christ, James. You haven't even watched that with me yet. Yeah, I bought it. I haven't seen it with you. I go home and watch it by myself. It's oh, a personal movie. That's fair. I have not seen a flick that good since then. And uh, boy, did he do up that Norwich keeper. That one is a little unorthodox. It's a goal of the week. Let's not even let's not start talking about goal of the month. No, but it was a nice one. I enjoyed it, and it's a little offbeat, and that's why I'm going with it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Let's wrap it up. I'm I ready. Want, yeah, give us your record, because this degenerate district is at risk. Of so I think we're I think we're match week thirteen. We're going into going into thirteen. Uh, I'm ten and two on my locks. Holy shit. Yeah, I still. It's on the to-do list, uh, but I always forget it until it's too late okay. to come up with a just a report for the people because I feel like, I mean, I haven't gotten feedback about people saying, hey, just really love the podcast, been crushing on my bills, so I just want to make sure that people understand how I'm important sure this they is. I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. Yeah, or I mean, just like, give me that feedback. You, you might know? be a little too shy. Trying know? really hard here. Um, so most recently, Everton over Southampton. Right. Which took a late goal, but... They got there. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, it's doesn't matter how you get there, uh, but we're winning. Uh, my Crocs, they're Crocs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you should massage. The one time you massaged they're, my Croc is the one that I want. They're like Crocs. You don't bring them out in public. You maybe you don't. Um, anyway, hey, my lock of the week this week: Spurs West Ham under three goals at even odds. Mourinho in his first game. Is gonna park the fucking bus. No, and I don't West like Ham this. sucks ass. Are you saying this is your lock? Under three. Oh, three would push. No, 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 no. I'm so against this lock. You are why? West Ham's goalkeeper. I showed you that highlight reel. Yeah. Dog shit. I'm new saying Mourinho is gonna sit in. He's away manager. from home. No, no. New manager Mourinho. Man, the dogs are gonna be busting out. I don't think so. And Mourinho let them out. Normally, I'm with you on your locks. I'm so against this lock. Yeah, well, I'm just afraid to take Arsenal as a lock against Southampton at home. Well, maybe you should. So, that was minus 210, uh, which is <laughs> not worth taking. Um, my crock of the week, Chelsea over City at the Etihad, uh-huh. plus 600. In Chelsea's form, plus 600 is worth the flyer for me. It could go from bad to worse for City. I think people are kind of expecting that to be a bounce-back game. Chelsea's form is undeniable. I think your croc is more likely than your lock. Really? Yeah. I am so against that lock. But you're a ten for twelve. Yeah. We'll let we'll let reputation. It's a little bit of a heat check. I'm right. I'm riding a recency. What are I'm the odds? What are the odds on that lock? Even odds. Okay. Even odds, and they also pushes on a three. Okay, I think Spurs are going to run right. I mean, if they run right at three nil, it's a push. That's not running. You think it's going to be worse than that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We I just think see. I think Mourinho is going to sit those motherfuckers in front of goal, away from home, and collect his 1-0 win. Boy, this podcast would not age well immediately if Mourinho didn't end up being the manager. I never saw a confirmation. Oh, shit. Well, I didn't research that throughout the podcast, so. But my lock is We're my lock. pretty sure. We're pretty sure it's going to be Mourinho. It's been locked. We're as confident as we are also, about this podcast being accurate. If you fired your manager and it's not Mourinho and you don't have a plan, I'm I'm more confident of that lock. Right. Fair. Because then Tottenham's going to be a okay. shit show. So yeah. I'm good with my lock. I'm good. All right. 
Folks, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, we really felt the love when we were off last week. It wasn't something we intended, but like we said, we were tracking down a lead that has now come to fruition. So thank you for bearing with us. We will be back next re- week recapping those big games. Obviously, Chelsea City, as we just talked about, is going to be a big one to talk about. Match of the week. And then we'll get some of your picks online. So until next time, on behalf of Pat the Croc Master Crowley, this is James. We'll see you next week. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.